Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself. I am your host, Jessica Newsom-Potts. I wanted to talk to you guys about straying away from God. I know that you guys may know a great deal about this topic in general, such as don't stray away, and you do this by reading the word, going to church, strengthening, strengthening your relationship with him, blah, 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 right? Okay, but I want to put a little bit more practical application to this because we have in different areas of our life um, in, at different seasons. There Now, there are seasons where we're doing good, where we are being obedient and it just seems like we're on the mountain type, uh, on the mountaintop. Awesome. Enjoy it while it lasts. Okay. But there's other times in our lives, other seasons when we are going to be um, faced with the struggle of temptation that struggle of temptation that kind of causes us for a time period to either be complacent in that sin or, you know, we can say, okay, I'm going to get over this by following God, trusting him and doing what he says. But I want to talk to you about taking that time to be complacent in sin instead of following God saying, okay, I'm just going to sit in this for a little bit longer Um, I'm going to make excuses for it. I'm not going to really change these things that God is asking me to change because I enjoy it. Now, when it comes to these different areas in our life, it is a slow death. I'm talking about spiritual death. Spiritual death meaning we are at a place where we give our life to God. We're following him, right? And spiritually, we are connected to God. We are one with God, right? Our relationship with God seems to be just pretty smooth. Things are just working really well. We are walking in that faith. We're walking in that joy. We're walking in the other fruits of the spirit, right? Like love, joy, peace, uh, self-control, sound mind. We're walking in those things and we just feel like we own, like we don't have a bunch of weight on us, holding us down. We feel free, right? We feel um, that yoke of burden lifted off and we're walking in the things of God and that's awesome. But when it comes down to spiritual death, it is one decision at a time. It's one bad decision at a time over and over again that slowly chips away at our spiritual health, that fruit that we are developing and building in our lives, okay? And so when it comes down to this spiritual death, it may look like an array of things, right? It can look like, okay, I'll use myself for example. God has told me before to let go of certain people. I'm talking about certain people who I have had lifelong friendships with and that thing hurt. And a lot of times we question God and we're just wondering, well, why do I have to let go of this person? I don't see anything wrong with the relationship. Everything seems to be okay. We may have a little bit of an issue here or there, but we're working it out. What's the big deal? And a lot of times because we question God and we're just like, I don't know about this God. I'm not sure if you're if you're on the right uh if you're on the right track with this one. When we ignore that tug of God, that tug of the Holy Spirit that is telling us to let go, we are putting ourselves in a situation to allow sin or hurt or whatever the case is, um, a situation we don't want to be a part of, we are allowing that to enter in, 
okay? So God, who knows what's going to happen to us because he goes before us, he's like, okay, I have a peek, not just a peek into your life or into your future. I know your entire future from the moment you are uh, conceived to, 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 to the moment you take your last breath and beyond on both ends, right? Like, I know what's going to happen. So I'm giving you these little pieces of nuggets, right? Like I'm giving you these things. I'm giving you this advice because I want you to be fruitful and prosper. I want you to grow spiritually and not be chipped away because the enemy is trying to still kill and destroy, right? Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to just destroy and disrupt what God is doing in your life. And so when I have taken the time and said, okay, all right, God, I may not understand why you're telling me to do this, but I will do it. Sometimes in the long run, I'm like, okay, I know why you did that or part of why you did that. There's other times I still don't know, right? But a lot of times I do know, right? I have a slight like inkling, right? And it's like God is protecting me or covering me and covering them as well, right? But there are times when I have said, I don't think I'm going to do that, God. I don't think I'm going to let go of that person. And guess what came right behind it? Sin. Sin didn't just all of a sudden appear. It was one bad decision at a time. The first bad decision was saying, I'm not sure, God, about that. I'm going to kind of fill this out for a little bit longer before I do it your way. I'm going to stick with this for a little bit longer. And so... Staying in that relationship, sometimes it, it, it has caused in my life sin to begin to pop up, right? So um, things that were not healthy begin to develop because I was not supposed to be in close proximity or in close friendship with, with, with some of these people, right? And although they were good people, right? Because a lot of times we say, well, man, we're human. We aren't perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God, blah, 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 blah. So we use that as a crutch to stay in, in close proximity with someone, even when God is telling us to let them go, right? So we use that as an excuse. We start to fill our lives with excuses to justify why we're going to do life and do this our way and ignore the tug of the Holy Spirit. And so what eventually happened was my disobedience allowed a small crack in the door and the enemy came in. The enemy just put his big toe in and he's like, I'm just going to put my big toe in this, in this situation, in this relationship, because God knows what I'm trying to do as the enemy. God knows what I'm trying to do. And he's trying to tell her to squash this relationship, but she's not doing it. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, um, enact my plan in this situation and it's one bad decision after another. It's, it's, it's giving up little by little our principles and the morals that we stand by until the next thing you know we are in sin in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Okay? God has told me in my life to stop doing something, right? Like stop drinking, right? Uh, work on Jessica, stop cursing, right? Um, all these different things. And I have in different periods of my life been like, mm, I'm trying, 
but I'm not always trying, right? But that would be my excuse. Well, I'm working on it, but am I really, really working on it? I'm probably not working on it as hard as I could, right? And so that's my justification for doing what I'm doing. And what happens eventually is not only you do it more and more, maybe you don't, right? But there are other people that are affected by your decision or that is a gateway into something else, right? So so cursing can be a gateway into filthy conversations that you shouldn't be having, coarse jokes that you shouldn't be having, right? Which leads into um, um, just saying uh, really just, I don't know, wrong things or ignorant things or um, it could be racist things, anything, right? It It's one bad decision after another justifying it that slowly chips away at our development and growing in Christ Jesus, which causes spiritual death, drinking and justifying it. God's like, you know, hey, don't do it. But then the flesh says, well, you know what? I'm just going to have one. I can have one and not get trashed. So it's okay, right? I can drink socially. So it's okay, right? And man, this has been one of my biggest struggles right here. I have gone back and forth on this one so many times. Thank God I haven't gone, gotten back to a place to where before Christ, like I was getting trashed, you know, like straight up college life, having fun. Um, it's just been the disobedience of God says you cannot drink. And I'm like, well, I can have one or two. I'm not getting sloshy, right? So making an excuse for it that cracks open a door to sin. We may not understand, but if we continue to walk down that path towards spiritual death, we will see firsthand where that is leading us, right? And so that uh, can begin to open up um, other areas of sin and the enemy just needed us to be obedient to him in this one thing. The enemy's like, well, just have one drink. You could do it. You don't have to have four like you used to, right? You don't have to toss them back and have shots after shots. Just have one. So then you have that one drink. Now you're just like, okay, well, I'm gonna probably call this person that I shouldn't be calling, just to have a casual conversation, I'm going to probably um, watch something that I shouldn't be watching. Uh, okay, it's it's justification. And it's one bad decision after the next that leads us to this place of spiritual death. Okay, and so when we look at like James 4.17, it says, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. So what is that right thing that you should be doing that God is telling you to do and you're failing to do it? God is telling you that is sin. But what do we do? We justify it. Well, it's not one of the sins in the Bible, so I'm okay, right? Um, and that's where, you know, we continue to get in trouble. It's this stubbornness that says, you know what? I think I know better. And it's really thinking that we know better than God. 
It's this stubbornness of wanting to do it our way, maybe because we're sick and tired of trying to be so good and so perfect, right? Living this Christian life, walking out this Christian walk. Everyone else seems to be having fun. We're having no fun, right? That's how it feels sometimes. And it's like, man, I just want to just let my hair down and cut loose for one moment, right? But that one moment turns into two moments, which turns into two days, right? And it goes on and on. It's one bad decision after the next. Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So that sin that we're just talking about, when we follow that, pursue that, knowingly or unknowingly, it's death. It leads to death. What kind of death? Spiritual death. And if we die while we're, um, if we die, guess what? It leads to eternal death, separation from God. So while we're living, we could die spiritually. When we die and we're still in that sin and we're still not following God, we are separated from God um, after this life. And that's not something that we want to do, but we make an excuse, right? Sorry, I got a little quiet. I thought I heard my daughter. My mom is watching her, <laughs> but we make excuses, right? Romans three twenty three: for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what we say. Well, we all have sinned and fallen short. So it's okay. We use that it's okay as justification to stay where we are so many times. Sometimes we tell someone else that to help, uh, to just to make them feel better. And we have to be balanced. It's okay to encourage someone that's down. It's okay to show the love of God to someone who's struggling. We're supposed to do that, but we also need to bring truth. So yes, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but the wages of sin is death, right? Whoever knows what the right thing to do is and fails to do it for him, it is sin, right? So we have to make sure that we are bringing the entire word of God to the table. Galatians five nineteen through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. They're saying our flesh, all that comes with it, all that it wants to do, it's so obvious what it is. It's straight up the opposite of what the Bible says. It's evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, God, I hope you ain't gone there yet. And things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? So if you are wondering whether you are begin whether you are walking down that path of towards spiritual death or 
life in abundance in Christ Jesus, growing spiritually, you could look at this list, Galatians 5, 19 through 21. You could look at that list and it, it, it tells you the works of the flesh. So if you could find these things, any of these things in your life, you have to take a step back and say, God, where am I allowing the enemy into my life? Where am I giving the enemy permission? We could pray all day. We could pray. We could speak in tongues. We could worship our shirts off, our shoes off. But if you are continuously giving the enemy a foothold and access by saying yes to the flesh and making excuses, you're getting absolutely nowhere. That worship is getting absolutely nowhere. That speaking in tongues, it, it, it hits the ceiling and comes right back down. Those things are good, but you are putting a cap on how far you can go. You are putting a, a, a stop sign when it comes to God wanting to change and deliver you because you are saying yes to the enemy you have put him above the the throne of God above obedience to Christ Jesus in your heart you aren't gonna get anywhere so I want to encourage you what are those areas where God is telling you yo pump the brakes I told you guys before I've been here in the South Carolina North Carolina area I'm on the border um, basically kind of in Charlotte um, I've been in this place for three years where God has had me separated. I tell you, he, he did a deep work in me when I came to him and said, you know, I want to follow you. I'm down, right? He started to do a deep work. When I said, I'll give up homosexuality, he started to do a deeper work. But now we're at it again. He is doing a deeper work. Um, now that he has separated me from everything that I've known for the past 10, 15 years, he has separated me and he is working on things, on areas that I didn't even know existed or areas where I was so stubborn, I was not even trying to give him the opportunity because I said, this is too hard. This area is too hard. This other area, I really, really like this sin, you know? And so we can either say yes to God and allow him to correct us in private or we could say no to God and we will be exposed in public. And that is something we do not want because it doesn't just affect us, it affects, it affects those around us and those who we minister to. And I always keep it transparent with you guys. Um, <laughs> I do my best to follow God. Am I perfect at it? Heck no, right? But every area in my life where God is calling me, I'm answering. Like I am currently answering and being obedient. And it is difficult, but not that difficult. And if you have walked this walk, you know what I'm talking about. It is difficult because you are learning to kill your flesh. You are letting go of the fear of the unknown of what's comfortable, but when you do it, you realize it ain't that hard. Why haven't I done this before? Why haven't I said yes earlier? God is keeping me. God is doing what he needs to do in my life, and it didn't hurt that bad. It doesn't hurt as bad as I thought it would hurt being obedient to God. So 
I hope that you guys enjoyed this message. If you want to get in contact with me, hit me up. Go to my website, loveatthecross.com, loveatthecross.com. Shout out to my amazing husband, Chris. He's amazing. For my birthday, my birthday was March 27th. Um, he got me these... Uh, he got me this polo. It's black, so you can't really see it that well. But he got me this polo. He got me a t-shirt and a hoodie. I'm a hoodie girl all day. And it has the ministry logo, Love at the Cross, and he put my name. What's funny is um, I hyphenated my name, and I know he was like, you know, just do my last name, you know, and I'm like, oh, but, you know, I'm a newsome. So um, on these shirts, it just says Jessica Potts, and I absolutely love it. So maybe I may take that hyphenated part out at some point. Um, but, yes, yeah, shout out to my amazing husband for getting me these. Oh, and he got me a bag. I'm not going to get up and get it, but it's like a tote bag where I could put all my stuff in, and it has the logo on it as well. So you want to hit me up. Go to www.loveatthecross.com. Go to contact me. Shoot me an email, okay? Shoot me an email. I will get back to you. I used to say one day. Then I started saying two days. Now I'm saying three days because I have a four-month-old. I'm married, got kids. It's a lot. But I want to talk to you. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear your struggle. And if I could help you on a deeper level, I am here for you because that is what God has called me to do. So please, put me to work. I love you guys. Thank you so much for um, checking out this podcast. Like, review, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. This is an ex-lesbian podcast.